friend, this is Erin with Homeschooling with Grace. Today's episode is a living post entitled, The Kind of Mom I Want to Be. You can read this at lifeabundantlyblog.com. Let's get to it. Have you ever spent much time considering the legacy that you're leaving your children and their children and their children? If you have younger children, you probably haven't. It wasn't something that was front of mind for me until I lost my own mom very suddenly. In the year that has followed, I've spent much time reflecting upon who my mom was, what she taught me, and most powerfully, the legacy that she left us of hard work, perseverance, humility, humor, and a sacred regard for life. As I've reflected upon every good gift that my mom gave my sister and I, it has cemented the value of the now in my mind. We don't like to ponder our own end, but losing a parent pushes it to the forefront of your consciousness. In the end, we cannot control the fact that we are but a vapor, but we do have the good gift of choosing who we want to be for our children and the gracious ability to intentionally cultivate an inheritance that has generational benefit for our great-great-grandchildren. And no, I don't mean financial benefit. I mean things that moths and rust cannot destroy. We have choices in how we speak, how we relate, how we give, how we listen, how we serve, and how we lead that will be reflected upon the hearts of generations of our children. Within our own human limitations, we get to choose our legacy. Life gets busy. Things happen. Unforeseen can take over in a minute. But we have one opportunity, a collection of days, to plant the seeds of what truly matters into the hearts of our children. Throughout their lives, they too will pass these along to their own children. There are few neutral words or actions. We either speak to the benefit of their hearts or we don't. We put people first or we don't. We reflect grace or we don't. We repent or we don't. To this end, I created an intentional list of what I prayerfully hope my children would say of me as they reflect upon my life after I'm gone. It's a bit idealistic and mildly morbid, but I keep it tucked into my Bible and reflect upon it daily. It's both encouraging and convicting, and it stays close to my heart. What I want my kids to say about me and their childhood when they're grown. Number one, she always listened and had an open heart, giving us her full attention. Number two, she was a reflection of swift grace. Number three, she lived a repentant life, showing us what it looked like to need a Savior. Number four, she loved our daddy well and always showed him respect. Number five, we had fun. She surprised us with special events and dates just to show us she cared. Number six, She took special time for each of us. Number seven, she cooked us delicious meals and was diligent about our health. Number eight, she loved to write, paint, and make things beautiful, and she did that often. Number nine, she made holidays memorable and filled with traditions that I'm now doing with my family. Number ten, she taught me how to love, kindly, patiently, mercifully. Number 11, she loved Jesus. 
Number 12, she was diligent about our schoolwork, and we had so many memorable projects and field trips. Learning came alive, and our days were filled with great books and interesting experiences. Number 13, she didn't let us get away with things or drop the ball. She held us to a high standard, but always with love. Number 14, we loved learning new things as a family. 15, I could talk to her about anything. 16, she was fun to be around. 17, I want to be like her in many ways. 18, I heard her praying over us all the time. Of course, after that lofty list, I also have a few things in mind that I want to avoid having them believe or perceive. The person on the receiving end of a message was more important than me. She was always on her phone. She didn't truly listen to me. She was always rushed. A clean house was more important than time with me or my feelings. She would hold past mistakes against me. She was always distracted. I think one of the most powerful actions we can take in our journey in this flesh is to reflect upon the fact that we won't be here forever and that when we are gone from this world, our words and actions will hang forever in the hearts of our children. They will say things we said, do things we did, believe things we believed, and these are the gifts or the burdens that they too will pass along to their children. There we have it, friends. Those are 18 principles that guide my days as a homeschool mom of four. I hope you'll be encouraged and blessed to cast a vision for yourself. Those live in my Bible and I reflect and pray over them every day so that I can set a tone for humility, um, presence, and the mindset to keep people before my tasks in our home each day. You can check out more blog posts just like this at lifeabundantlyblog.com. Thank you.